Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Should we start the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember what happened because I watched it not long ago, but never mind. More fool you. I watched More two last week. You know when we were supposed to be doing it last week. Um, I watched two. I just watched... It was it was Tim was like, ugh. Six o'clock. No, you didn't. You're the one who fucking cancelled it after you told us it was happening. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I said Go I back and have a look at the messages if you like. Oh, actually, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I did. Yeah. I said I can do it on this day, and then realised I had the kids. I forgot about that. And then yeah, I suggested tell, another day. You but didn't fully. tell us. Didn't tell us until we said. Is, is are we doing the what time are we doing the podcast? Oh yeah, we're not. <laughs> Useless. Yeah, I know that was a that was bad planning. It's okay, we're here now. We're just keeping people waiting, building the anticipation, supply and demand, and other such what? phrases. I hope you've got notes because of course I've got notes. If you've forgotten what you're talking about, I hope these notes. No, are that's why I write sense. myself notes. Go on then. Tell, us, tell us your notes. Hit, hit us with the notes. intro. Okay, well, Get the first going. note says podcast. So it oh, just, it just lets there. me know that I'm doing the podcast. So let's start there. Uh, and then it says, at Watch Neighbour, to remind myself that that's our social media handle. So we've got Twitter and Instagram. And then are it they tells the same me, or are they slightly different? No, they're the same. So no, I mean, Instagram, like, is Insta- Instagram and Twitter, are they like the same thing or are they slightly different? And you have they're to. Slight, like... They're both slightly different. Okay. Can you tweet on Instagram though? No, you can't, but you can tweet on Twitter. So if you want to tweet, go to Twitter. If you want to post pictures, go to Instagram. That's Good advice, that. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also, put the na- I've also put the name of the, the podcast, which is the Neighborhood Rewatch Podcast, just in case I forget it. Are you just going to do the whole podcast literally <laughs> reading out your notes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Uh, and then I've wrote Patreon to remind everyone that we have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash neighborhood rewatch. For just £3 a month plus VAT, you can get the unedited calls from our, and what, what might that involve? What why why might people want to spend an extra three pounds in this difficult time in the world? Because we have some uh very interesting conversations. Uh, I mean okay. Not and they're not about neighbors necessarily. I mean, on the podcast, they're not necessarily about neighbors either, to be honest, but they're even less so about neighbors. More importantly, I want a Range Rover, so <laughs> that, that that's a reason to sign up for the Patreon so that I can get a Range Rover. Good enough, yeah, yeah. And then we can get it like plastered with neighborhood rewatch on the side, be like a company car, tax break. You can do that with your pink Yaris when you buy it. Well, like talking to that, and we want the money, obviously, from Patreon, give us your money. But 
<laughs> just talking like from just um, after we finished our last podcast, which was about two weeks ago now, because of people being bad planners and things like that. Um, <laughs> didn't something happen just after after we finished our last podcast? Didn't you send a bit of a picture and a, a message to our group um, saying, "I'm thinking about the money situation with the podcast." Am I going to have to go even further to spell it out for you? Yeah, you really are. I don't remember any of this. Pretty this sure someone offered to advertise on our podcast and pay, and and we could we we're getting some an advertiser on our podcast. Oh, still, of course. There you go. Yeah, Penny. Yeah. That's the sound of that is the penny dropping. There, there is you the go. penny dropping. Literal pennies dropping. I'm, uh, I'm still in negotiations with uh, said company about sponsorship. Are we allowed well, to divulge anything about this company yet? Because I don't want to yet. Because oh. because the said sponsorship wants me to give them money, which is which I've not been to business school, but I'm pretty sure that's not how advertising works. Immediately well, name and shame the daft cunts because yeah. I'm not having that. Because there you go. We're not obviously not going with them because it's a scam. But <laughs> so now you can tell us who it is. The scam that's is my, bastards. My Range Rover money. Fuckers, stealing my car, tell us who they are, and we'll fucking, we'll negatively fucking sponsor them bullshit. Okay, well, they obviously listen to the podcast, because we have talked about shaving uh, delicate areas before. So I, I did get contacted by a company called Smooth My Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> who, uh, who, wanted to, who wanted to sponsor the show. Because they felt our audience would be uh, would be very receptive to uh, <laughs> to their product, but, but they want you to pay them. So they were willing to send me out uh, a free starter kit, but they wanted me to pay. <laughs> Fucking hell! They so okay, okay hold on. Postage for it, so I could use the product and then. Uh, and then talk about the product and receive money for talking about the product on the show. I bet, I bet that's just a normal offer anyway. Where you, the first time you just have to pay the postage, and they're just reaching out to random new podcasters because it's the kind of thing that I see this stuff on Facebook and YouTube. There's, there's another, isn't it? Just called Manscaped. There's another one, that, yeah, and, and right. all all the reviews are basically this is just a shit razor. Don't buy it. It's the, the thing, same is thing now though now we've brought it up and now now we have it's a thing you are going to have to do it <laughs> it's obvious now that's that we've got to do it so how well, much we're going to need the patreon you? How much uh, they they about 25 quid out of me oh what i know I why i'm going to say it's like cuz it's international shipping it's a us company i believe bullshit bullshit is right so if you know, if we do get the Patreon money, I think maybe we can put that towards. So maybe there can be a smooth my balls tier on the ma- Patreon. I found. Be a lot I of just tears thought of, if it don't work. I just thought of another problem though. You what? are incapable of growing facial hair. I imagine you probably have no need for their products. What are you imagining now, Tim? <laughs> Jonathan's white hairless balls. Wow! There you go. <laughs> But, but you say, oh, they, they've obviously listened to our podcast because that's what's come up on here before. If you're listening now, what are they called? Shave my balls, no? Shave my balls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Those guys, you, if you're listening now, <laughs> we will talk about it on the podcast, but we're not giving you 25 quid. So send it us. 
send us the, the shit and we will talk about it, but we're not giving you 25 quid. Your and choice. If, if you're legit hardcore and you are actually listening, you have to email Jonathan with the special code, suck Jonathan's balls. I'm all right with not putting just, that. Just... <laughs> but what I will say um, to these, these people, the balls are now in your court. <laughs> Fantastic. Well done, Adam. Well done. Uh, so the next thing that I wrote down in my notes uh, is that... Any of this Neighbours related? It is. It is. We're finally getting on to the Neighbours now. Sorry, We've everyone who tuned in for the Neighbourhood rewatch. Um, we are going to talk about some Neighbours now. <laughs> We've watched episodes 3080 to 3084. He's waited to crack something open mid-podcast. Could have done that at any point all the way through the pointless chat. He's waiting to say something about Neighbours and then crack Cracked open some amber nectar. I, I fancy, do you know what? I just fancied some Strongbow. And we're not sponsored by Strongbow, by the way. This isn't another other, sponsor. Other, other ciders are available. Or <laughs> they very cheap ciders are available. Uh, yeah, I just fancied a cider, so I went and got a cider. But there we are. Uh, so at the, the end of the last podcast, we were talking about Lily, who was about to cark it. Uh, if, if Tim, if you remember, Lily is the old woman character that's been brought in just to spice things up, I think. I don't know, just to fuck some shit up. I, th- I feel like that's who, uh, what she's been brought in for. Uh, we thought she was circling the drain, but she's not dead. We go straight back into these episodes and she's not dead. Uh, I think she was faking it. I think she just wanted attention. Looking back at it now, she was like, oh, I'm dying, I'm dying. And then everyone kind of crowded round her. And then she was like, oh, I'm all right now. She was choking on one of the donuts that her and Anne had been to get from the bakery during the Clean Up Lily's Garden episode. That's Do old people eat donuts? Lily's not any old person, though, is she? She's quite a hip, cool cat. So she was eating this donut, choked on the donut. Harold gave her the Heimlich manoeuvre um, and managed to essentially save a life and keep her in the show for a little bit longer. Mm, I still think it was for attention, if I'm honest. And have I did like the phone. <laughs> have you ever faked an illness or a death experience for some attention? No. Well, I think have you I've ever faked an illness to, to get off anyway? school, but... Have you ever come again. close to death? Have you ever, like... Because Lily must have seen a bit of a bright light there. Have you ever come close to death in any way? Have I ever come close to death? That's, that's a question for both of you. That is a good question, actually. <laughs> actually, once, remember that time when that bus nearly ran me over, Adam? We were in the oh. city centre, and I was just, like, stood at the at the edge of the street. Oh, like, yeah, actually. Oh. And it, yeah, literally, it literally clipped my ear. I'm no, no word of a lie, actually clipped my ear. It was Didn't I pull you out the pavement. back? I, I, might, I might have added that. No, you definitely didn't. Like. You were completely non-plussed about the whole situation. <laughs> He, 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 he was just probably like, start standing nearly got rid of him there. <laughs> where I was just hanging on the edge of the pavement. Uh, <laughs> that's probably the closest I've come, to be honest. Okay. Tim, anything? No, not really. What about when you had to flee Egypt? I wasn't there. That wasn't me. That was my parents. <laughs> I was in that. You were not there at that time. No. Now, that, that's, that's you, the thing, had you, seen the, had you seen the writing on the wall and fleed earlier and said, take them I mean, or leave me? Th- this, is, 
this is the interesting thing, right? Whether it's me or my dad, you can trace this nonsense shit around. We went to Sri Lanka, the tsunami happened. We were in Pakistan for a little bit. There was a fucking earthquake there for a bit. Osama bin Laden was there at the time as well. We didn't know about that. I went to Canada for a few weeks. There was a fucking earthquake there. Never earthquakes there. And then my parents went to Egypt and this civilization of 5,000 years plus collapsed and things got a bit dangerous. Stop so. going to these extravagant places then. Go to fucking Blackpool or summer. I'm, it's fucking boring there. Nothing it, this ever is, happens. This is Seems why I'm like, living oh, in, in the country. It was fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to Iraq in the uh, I went to Iraq in the nineties. It was all kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what was happening. I just went there for the beach. <laughs> Fuck me, I was in Weimar, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, speaking of people who've led interesting lives, uh, Lily, we get to find out later, has led a very interesting life. She's travelled around the world. Uh, she because she goes after nearly dying, she just goes around for tea at Power the Magic, which is what you do. Well, I think that's what you do. Once you save someone's life, you're like, well, we're making pasta tonight. You want to come around? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit rude to just leave them, so you invite them around for tea. And yeah, and she's telling them loads of stories, how she used to be a nude model in France. Uh, and then she... She knew remember. all the artists, didn't she? She, she knew, all knew the artists, Picasso, yeah. Dali. Yeah. She knew everybody. Yeah, she... I wanted... I wanted, at one point, I wanted, during that conversation, Harold to just go, bullshit. Because <laughs> it was just one after the other. It was She was just name-dropping so much. And it's like, okay, yeah, she's obviously led an interesting life, but she was just... Name dropping and story topping all the time. I just wanted Harold to just go bullshit. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. Every name was just clanged on that de- on that dining room table. I don't get. There's no the way point. they were all in Paris at the same time either. That's nonsense. Yeah, there's no way historically that actually adds up at all. No. A quick Wikipedia search would completely debunk that. I'm sure. I, I don't get the point of this Lily character. I'm not sure what. Why bring this old woman in right now? I think it's for the the story. So it's with Anne, really, isn't it? As that storyline. So she's supposed to be making Anne um, seize the day because then mm. she starts teaching Anne how to drive. Which oh, is a this is fucking bit, brilliant. This is brilliant. Is Adam, please explain brilliant. to Tim how Lily teaches Anne to drive. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not too sure. Like, I was only half watching this episode, but there was a bit where they parked up and she, ta- she talks about. She talks about reversing or something, don't she? She's like... She makes a drive backwards the entire yeah. time. Yeah. So she makes it's a park really up and says, right, now drive around the car park backwards and then drive on the road backwards. Because yeah, if I you, didn't understand it. I thought I'd missed something. be able to learn how to drive forwards properly. Which to me is a little bit backwards. Nice. Like, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and it's weird because that's the one thing Toadie's car the other week couldn't do. So it's like they've got the well, they can make allowances. They're driving backwards and he's moving Oh, forwards. yeah, this is weird. It's That's really weird. And he's like, they're just going like that, aren't they? Toadie and his fucking absolutely mental car with no brakes and can't, and can't reverse driving along the road. And she's driving backwards and but they're both like, what the fuck are you doing? So, but then, answer, so, and then Tony, he stops in the middle of the road. The middle of the driving. Road. So Tony's driving like with his mental car, 
but it's got a new stereo in it because Lou's hooked him up with a new CD player stereo for fucking his car up in the first place. So Tony, he's got his windows down and he's blasting this stereo out while he's... So he, he wouldn't be able to concentrate on the road or in any way. And he's talking out the window to Anne and Lily who are driving backwards with their windows down, which is weird. And then Anne's, say, Anne's got the cheek to say to Tony... I don't think he should be driving with the stereo on that loud. <laughs> He's going backwards down the motorway. It's mental. Uh, and, and again, Tim, we are not making this up. We are not trolling you. This, this, this is... I, I, I've accepted the possibility at this point. I'm, I'm <laughs> leaning into it and going with it. It's, it's fucking weird. nonsense. Well, there's, there's no reason for it. It's just, you, no. oh, it's easier if you drive backwards. That means you can drive forwards. That's the that's the explanation for it. Yeah, and no one seems really that, really that puzzled by it. Like, Anne explains it to a couple of people and they go, all right, okay. Not like you're going to die, stop doing that. <laughs> you just go, all right, that's a bit weird, isn't it? And they go, oh, yeah, Lily, she's a bit out there, isn't she? Yeah. She's a da- I think she's a danger to society, personally. Well, I'm not surprised like- that people are trying to kick her out of her house because <laughs> she needs to be committed and go and live somewhere else. She's she's not safe living on her own. Did you think it's it's possible they just brought Lily in, like you said, like maybe just to to teach the Anne character, just, I don't know, a bit of humility or like a like a, a life lesson. So the the whole point is for her to come in and die, but they're going to end up liking her a bit and keeping her a lot along for a bit longer. I think she'll stay for a bit. I mean, she's staying while they're trying to sort out this corruption with. Yeah, I suppose she has. She has kickstarted that storyline as well. So, these dodgy dealings with uh, construction companies and between councillors and and everything. There's dodgy goings on, which has got Mm -hmm. Libby on the case. uh, Yeah, we might as well well talk about that now. Libby's going full investigative. Is that a word? Investigative journalism. Investigative yeah, she's doing all that. Um, which I think I did predict a little bit ago when I said Darren's gone. I think Libby's next storyline will be to do with her job in some way. So I'd, I'd like uh, a little bit of kudos for getting that uh, right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they've got Anne's got Libby on the case. Lily's filling her in. The council want Lily to move out of their house, her house. Um, they want to build up, build up the new apartments or something, but there's all dodgy dealings going on. Yeah. Uh, Libby agrees to meet some. Who's that guy? Libby met a guy who knew something about it. You might know who that was. I can't remember. He, I think he was the head of the construction company. Uh, right. Because later on, uh, Amy, uh, Lance's Amy, who's a photographer, catches him with one of the women counselors, and like. Doing dodgy, you know, passing suitcases along, etc. Yeah, uh, so she takes lots of pictures. Yeah, so she is a he's a he's a proper sleaze to Libby as always. Uh, you know, just calling her darling, calling her love. Uh, they meet in the coffee shop, obviously, because that's where you do most of your investigative journalism is in the coffee True. shop. Uh, and he, he he loses his shit a bit and gets off and leaves Libby with a bill. Orders like a, a, a coffee and a croissant and then just fucks off. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, she calls him out on something, doesn't she? She wants a yeah. she got wants a few questions answered out of him and he kind of um yeah, shits himself and, and does one. But, yeah, but then like but you then say, later, he gets spotted. 
Yeah. Then, but then later on, Libby's home alone at night time. Oh, this was quite scary. This uh, was. this was quite chilling. I thought it was. She gets a phone call, and she gets warned that accidents happen to people who poke their noses into things they shouldn't be poking their noses into. And did they have yeah. funny music playing over this? They did. Yeah. They did. They had some quite like plinky plunky piano. It was it was scary. Of- I thought because it was nighttime and it was like hello. <laughs> it was I'm just dark re- as well. Yeah, it was that, and he, he just rang up and said, hey, uh, I'm just ringing up about accidents and emergencies, like a cold call kind of thing. But then it took a turn, and yeah. he knew her name yeah. was Elizabeth, and he, he yeah. said, accidents can happen if you're watching what other people are doing and not watching what you're doing. And, and that, that was the, the big, end. Yeah, that was the big click, cliffhanger of 84 there. That's a shit line if that's exactly what it was. Well, it might not have been exact, Tim. If you're you're not watching what you're doing, I am watching what I'm doing. I'm watching what you're doing. No, it was good. I liked it. It was was a bit of a scary moment, I thought. It was. A bit of serious drama into Neighbours for once. Because it's comedy fucking nonsense most of the time. (laughs) You've got a nice mixture of most. You've got death threats and you've got driving backwards down the motorway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's the whole it's the complete show I don't think you would maybe that's what the phone call was actually about maybe it wasn't a threat to living maybe it was like <laughs> people aren't watching where they're fucking going people are <laughs> either playing their music too loud or driving backwards down yeah. the road so if accidents you do happen route, <laughs> uh, another point I wanted to make about about Libby uh, is that and we'll get on to why she gets a pizza later but she gets she orders a pizza and she kicks off because it's got anchovies on it. Is one of these neighbors writers has got a real problem with anchovies on pizzas because this is at least three times now this plot point has come up about anchovies on pizzas. <laughs> didn't she order the? Did she not want the anchovies on it? Then? No, no, no. It, it got anchovies on, but she didn't want anchovies on the pizza. So that's a mistake, then, isn't it, by the pizza makers? And, so it how do you feel about is. that? Mistakes happen, but I don't get why. I wouldn't have any pizza with anchovies on normally. Anchovies is surely a thing that you just keep around just in case the one weird cunt out of 100 that wants anchovies wants them on a pizza. I've never tried it. I've never had anchovies on a pizza, but I quite like things like sardines and, and things like that. So I'd be I'd be happy to try it on a pizza. See, I think they're just like salty fish, aren't they? So I'd be happy to try yeah. that. I feel like anchovies are... Or, or were the first pineapple like pineapples now the controversial pizza ingredient whereas in like in the 90s i feel like anchovies was it what your i think with anchovies was that something that the teenage mutant ninja turtles frowned upon on their pizza i feel like i've heard it before yeah. being a thing or something yeah. yeah all over the place i feel like it's just this cultural thing where i mean it might have started from being an actual thing or, you know, someone might have said it and then it snowballed. I don't know. What are your thoughts on pineapple on pizza, Tim? I like virtually anything on a pizza. I, I'm quite happy to have pineapple on there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Wow, rolling well, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Controversial, yeah. but all three of us have agreed. That never happens. So wow. sign up for Patreon and send me a, a Range Rover. But if you also fancy sending us a pizza, now you know what to put on it. <laughs> and if any pizza places are listening... Um, and want to say uh, send us some ball shaving stuff, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if ball shavings would be a good pizza topping. 
What an oh. odd thing to say. <laughs> All right, so you're going to like this, Tim. We have a coffee-related storyline now, Tim. Now, for people that don't know Tim, uh, sometimes we refer to him as Coffee Jesus. <laughs> uh, because what that Tim doesn't know about coffee isn't worth knowing. Um, Tim is kind of coffee fish. Tim, do you want to give a shout out to your coffee blog? <laughs> it's not oh, a yeah, blog. Yeah. It's just a random Instagram page of. Can you tweet loads of? <laughs> 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 I try. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to advertise? Come on, this is, you don't have to pay me. It's not sponsorship. It's TJC Coffee, and it's just a load of random pointless photographs of coffee things. That's it. It's Lovely. fun times. It's just a hobby. You know what? To be fair, Tim, you've been sending me lots of coffee pictures this week, and they kind of have been nice. <laughs> it's just I like, kind of enjoyed I, them. That's just me at work. I make a coffee, and I'm like, I'm going to send Jonathan the picture of this for <laughs> no reason. <laughs> No, I quite I've, honestly. After about the third day, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what picture he's going to send me today." <laughs> it was, they, were, they were helping. They were really helping with my my stressful mornings. <laughs> and then could I go, you... oh, "I'll make a coffee now." <laughs> Tim, could you then put two things together? Obviously, you have a love of coffee and a love of books. Could mm. you put your, put these two things together and produce a pretty pretty sweet looking like coffee table book? But it's filled with like arty shit about coffee. That could what be really think? meta, couldn't it? It could be a coffee table coffee. book about coffee plot, and you know books. Plot point in Seinfeld. Doesn't Kramer come up with that in Seinfeld? Oh, I don't know. Adam is the, the same kind of genius as Seinfeld, so it, it's it's understandable. <laughs> he he's Maybe he's I our generation Seinfeld. Oh well, I think Tim could do that. That'd be that'd work, surely. There we go, Tim. If, if people sign up for the Patreon, I'll self-publish it. That's all I'll say. Or we exclusive. could get people as well. We could get people to send in to the Instagram, the Twitter, whatever, just pictures of like them having a coffee. That might be a nice <laughs> extra little little thing for yeah, the book. While listening to the podcast. Obviously. And if Obviously. if they do any tours of the set like they do with I know they do it for Coronation Street if you're listening from Australia you could go to the neighbour's set take a picture of yourself having a coffee in the neighbour's coffee shop that shit gets bonus points yeah we'll put that on our Instagram Twitter and whatever shit we've got going on that'd be good that if you are if you are someone who who shaves people's balls for a living and also (laughs) drinks coffee and you want to take a picture of you shaving some balls while having a coffee? <laughs> wow, that's top to be tier honest, right there. I wouldn't friend. want to shave any balls without having a coffee first. Would you have the coffee first or the coffee af- after as a kind of reward? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely before. You need shaving balls. You need to be awake for. You don't want yeah, to be you... too awake though, do you? It's going to be jittery with it. <laughs> a bit jittery. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm, I'm very sorry there, sir, but uh, I have shaved your balls, but you now can't have children. <laughs> sorry, I shaved you've also, them off. You've also received a, a complimentary vasectomy. <laughs> so that isn't what happens in Neighbours, though, is it, with their coffee storyline? No, no, not yet, oh. anyway. Not yet. Uh, so what happens to the coffee shop to uh, to boost sales? Uh, Manch has decided, because Manch is the boss, 
uh, to decide it. Oh, no, wait a minute. I, can't, I forget now who's in favor of this. One between Madge and Harold, one has decided to do a bottomless coffee offer. I think, no, I think Madge is Madge against it. Or is, is this like coffee served whilst partially nude? Ooh. <laughs> I can't remember who comes up with it. It kind of changes throughout uh, throughout the episodes because I think one person picks it as an idea and then realises maybe it's not the best idea, but then the other person who didn't like it to begin with kind of goes, well, we're going to have to do it now because we've advertised a bottomless coffee policy. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think Madge was against it. I think it was Harold's idea to like, oh, you know, people stay in and Madge is like, no, they're just, they're just fucking leeches getting free coffee off us. Uh, before I actually delve into the storyline, Tim, I just want to get your thoughts on bottomless coffee offers. Uh, are you pro or against bottomless coffee offers? Don't know. I'd, why not? Depends how good the coffee is. It's always the question. Like, well, I, I do. I, I, there are those like diners that are just in every American film that seem to just be like offer you a, a coffee that's probably old yeah, at some point because it's just the... been. Yeah, it's just been sat on the heat for however long. So that's kind of a bottomless thing because it's not an expensive thing to make. And you know, if you don't want to take yourself too seriously, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I like it in theory. Yeah, you've you've somehow found a way to make it expensive, though, Tim, haven't you? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be classy. Uh, so there, there are people that taking. Uh, um, advantage maybe of this bottomless coffee offer one of them being phil martin who has about three coffees first thing just fucking nails and back it's like yeah and then come and then has the cheek later on to come in in the afternoon and go oh can i get my bottomless coffee from before a, he was joking to be, no, it was he wasn't. a joke he, he was, was joking because he, he, he did say i'm only joking when madge gives him the death stare but it, but in a way like I bought a bottomless coffee before, so still bottomless. Yeah, he was happy to buy a new one. Some other people were not happy, though, were they? No, including oh. uh, a young. I'm assuming she's a single mother. Yeah, she says uh, that. Yeah, she's a single mother. Yeah, so a young single mother who has decided, I know what I'm going to do with my day. I'm going to sit in this coffee shop and carry on drinking free coffee, and while simultaneously not watching my child, who is. 20 centimeters away from me. Um, so this kid is absolutely what a twat this kid is. Oh, what, sorry. Yeah. You shouldn't call children twats, but this children was this child was a twat. <laughs> was he on the free coffee as well? It looked like it. He it definitely does. had a few cups. He was he was <laughs> constantly just shouting, getting on the chairs, just being a little shit. You know when you're in a in a, a cafe <laughs> or a restaurant and there's a little kid who's just, first of all, parents shouldn't have brought them in. So they're at fault, I think. Parents yeah, who yeah. bring their kids to restaurants and let them run amok are dicks. But then it was like the most annoying kid, like, fuck off. <laughs> like, take your kid home. He's ruining everyone's fucking day. <laughs> and he was what, like... what are your thoughts with that? So if it, as someone who has worked and, and in the hospitality industry... What are your thoughts on annoying little shit kids in restaurants? Uh, I always try to get some modicum of revenge on them. On the uh, kids or the parents? Either this or. This is taking a dark turn early. <laughs> either or, to be honest. But I, I, 
you know, if, if they're, they're being annoying and the parents are not listening, I will take it out on either the parents or the children in some you got to give us an example now because we're just picturing all kinds of shit. <laughs> uh, I, I would like purposely put like a glass. I've done, I've definitely done this before. So I purposely like put a glass near the edge of the table, knowing that the kid's going to knock it off and knock it flying. <laughs> That's quite good. I quite like that. I've done that, I've done that quite one. a few times and just going, That's yeah, quite clever. Well, watch your kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've done that quite a few times. That's, that's probably a little bit dark. I like it. I it's thought it was going to be less like sneaky than that. Like I threw a glass at a kid. And that's what I thought <laughs> it was going to come out with. I tricked a kid up on the way to the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like flick the fucker's ear while you walk past him. Uh, yeah, this. But it's not. It's mainly on the parents. I just ignore the parents because they're at fault. Kids are kids. Like they, they need someone to pay them attention. And this mum was. I don't know. Was she just reading yeah. the newspaper? Just read just anything. She just had like I think she had a magazine at one point, and like she was just. Yeah. And this kid was like chucking milkshake everywhere. He's got a milkshake that is bigger than this kid. The, like the sugar rush that kid's probably on was was amazing. And yeah, he just throws this milkshake everywhere. So Maggie's like, "Fuck's sake, I'll clean this up." Maggie's, I think, because her and Harold have been bickering all day. Maggie's very close to the edge as it is, and then this kid's being a twat. And then she just tells this, and then this mum comes up for like a seven three coffee or something. Oh, she's taking the piss. She's taking, taking the piss. The out piss. There. Uh, so Madge is like, no, you've had enough. Get out. Take you and your kid out. And this woman goes absolutely fucking mental at her. You're discriminating, discriminating against me. This is not on. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. This isn't over. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Lips out. Uh, but it gets worse, right? It gets worse. You think, okay, angry white woman, angry middle-aged white woman, you know, pretty tough to deal with. Uh, but, you know, she's left the shop now. You're thinking, oh, fuck, thank God that's over. She comes back with, I don't know if you've seen The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Tim, but... Life's too short. No, but, but for people who have seen The Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, the Helm's Deep scene, when all the uruk show up at Helm's Deep, and start smacking on the floor, and there's like an absolute wall of them. She brings a wall of angry white mothers. And fuck me, she honestly, it was the end of one of the episodes. And I honestly thought the next episode would just be Madge and Harold dead on the floor. It was, they were chanting, they were screaming, they were banging on tables. They all had the babies with them now. That's what was fucking weird. There was like 10 of them and they were all kicking off majorly. And it was obviously nighttime. I don't know if like how they do it in neighbours, but they just black out the windows to make it look like it's nighttime. So it was obviously late yeah, in the so day. Yeah, so it was like five, woman, six o'clock, just when the cafe's opening up. The, yeah, oh, the woman closing, closing down, sorry. brought all these women back, but they all had the babies with them, even though they were all kicking off. Some in yeah. prams, some just holding them. They were banging, they were chanting, as you say. But they still yeah, saying we the want coffee. We want coffee at six o'clock at night. Clearly had Australia, too much coffee. Yeah, definitely yeah. had too much coffee. Yeah, because it's like because in Australia, pretty much sunlight is six till six, and it's pretty it's pretty rigid like that. So all these mums are coming it's, out. I, uh, I, I don't think it goes like six dark in Australia. No, it, it doesn't, does. do, si- it it doesn't does. do that here. 
like if it's yeah, summer we, and it's a nice, different side of the planet. Yeah, but it's still the planet. No, but it's, the planet spins round. Australia has their time in the sun as well for the same do, amount but generally, of time. Because of, day. of their position in the planet, it generally stays the same. So it stays light for 12 hours and doesn't really deviate that much between the seasons. It won't just go dark, though, at 12 o'clock, like someone's turned the lights out. It does. It goes dark very Bullshit. quick. Bullshit. No, it, it does. doesn't. I've experienced no, it. it. I I've been it. to Australia. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't just go 6 o'clock night time. It does. Lunatic. It doesn't. <laughs> It absolutely does. Not even a little bit. No <laughs> chance. And at six o'clock every day, like clockwork, the sun comes out and it's sunny. But go fuck yourself. No <laughs> chance. No way, Jose. Tim, you're gonna no. have to wait until this pod. So you can no, the researcher in this podcast. It can't. I've I've experienced I've experienced times and places where it, it, it does <laughs> he's I, experienced it, times and places which is oh yeah I, I just i was thinking I, I was trying to think where it was but i can't remember but I've, I've experienced it where it does kind of go dark quite quickly but it's not like two things it's not like a light switch behave secondly <laughs> australia is a fucking enormous place so yeah it's it's positioned near the equator and being, I don't know if being south of the equator makes makes a difference either way, but it's, it won't be like exactly the same all across Australia. The place is fucking enormous. No, I stand by my comments. You're, you're so you're telling me that sometimes <laughs> at seven seven p.m. in the evening in Australia, it's not still light out. Is that what you're telling me? No, by seven, maybe, maybe like six forty-eight, <laughs> it might still be light, but never seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Never seven o'clock. Never be light. They'll never be daylight. They'll never be daylight at seven p.m. in Australia. I'm going to say I'm putting that on the record. That is we'll Google this and we'll, we'll find oh, out just shit. how bad this is for next time. <laughs> um, no, I, I want to ask. I want to ask you two a question because like the thing this just made me think of. This fucking rabble roused psycho women arriving at the cafe. <clears throat> Personally, mainly in my job, I'm thinking this. When someone gets annoyed and I think you're being ridiculous, my natural reaction is to go the opposite direction. So I feel like I'd be go pretty good nice. in that situation. Not like sometimes I'll go super nice because it, that's quite disarming. But if people are actually being aggressive, like if they're just 20 people, they're just demanding coffee, I just stand back and go, no. All right, you you, you look fucking ridiculous. Just don't rise to it. Yeah, because why? You they're just being ridiculous. To the other people in the shop and go for Frodo and then just run at them. No, just... <laughs> you are on the, have you watched Lord of the Rings this past week or something? <laughs> it's a very memorable scene. If you've seen Lord of the Rings, you know what I'm talking about. I enjoyed it. I don't know how you've managed to get it in twice into this name. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings for a good... I I think I watched it again last summer. Uh, I'm trying to convince Jess, my teenage daughter, to watch it with me again, but she's not quite convinced. (laughs) Uh, I've told her I will do a compromise. I will watch Harry Potter if she watches Lord of the Rings. That's what I'm willing to offer. How old are you again? 
<laughs> you, you're convincing your children to watch ch- children films. Children films? I know that sound. I know that sounded bad. Like. It's, it's give and take. It's, but, you know, I, I think she'll really appreciate Lord of the Rings, but she's not convinced that she will. But I reckon once she watches it, she'll go, no, you're right, Dad. I don't know. It, but I mean, I like, we're, we're, we're not doing a deep dive on Lord of the Rings because holy <laughs> shit, we've, we've, we're having too far. But I, what I will say just on balance is that the books may, may have been popular, but a lot of really good writers think they're fucking nonsense. And... The films are the most boring thing I've ever experienced next to Star Wars. <gasps> Said that as well. And I don't I like haven't... Star Wars either because it's too good <laughs> and too popular and too many people like it. So <laughs> I I couldn't get I couldn't get through a um, Lord of the Rings film and I've genuinely tried several times. I'm just fucking bored. You need to watch it. Thing is so how I'm planning to make Jess watch it is already that means she won't like it because you're making her do it. That I'm planning to do it like in it's like episodes almost. So we'll cut it at certain bit. So like we'll maybe watch an hour each night, something like that. So because it is a is a long slog otherwise. So you're gonna make it. You're really gonna drag it out for her as well. Yeah, a little bit. She'll, she'll so be like, thinking, you know, fucking out. Let's get it over with. And you're like, no, what we're going to do is we're going to spend three months watching these films, no, I think studying how... them. Because, yeah, it's a fucking long slog otherwise. But I think if you break it down into like hour, hour and a half kind of mini films almost, you know, you get them from Bag Ends to, to uh, The Prancing Pony. You go, right, okay, cut, cut that there. Oh, God, sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Neighbours, fucking hell. Do you mean you can't discuss my fan edit of Lord of the Rings now? No. I like, no. I, I, this is it, right? I'll tell you this. I, I quite like them. I do quite like Lord of the Rings as, the, as a three film. I, I quite like it. Um, but I can, I'm putting myself in your daughter's shoes now and watching it with you would be fucking painful. <laughs> I don't care if you're making me watch it all on one day or somehow ruining my life for the next three months with it. You're going to fucking ruin it. I would never watch it with you. <laughs> From bag end to wherever the fuck you like. <laughs> right, where, where are we up there. to with... That's a t-shirt right there, isn't it? From bag end to wherever the fuck you like. What a fucking walking in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so yeah, the mums, eventually the, 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 the leader of this group, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, oh. She's got kind of like gingerish hair. Um, she's got the Karen haircut almost. Uh, they, they, they convince her to take her army away and, and she goes away. But then yeah, because society day, doesn't work like that, you dickhead. <laughs> Imagine they, sorry, go on. Don't. Yeah, the next day or the day after, they get a letter and they're getting sued for discrimination against mothers. The next day. And, from and the lawyer. the next as well. day. From a lawyer. Yeah, literally, it comes in the post and Hal's like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh, we're getting fucking sued. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I know what you're thinking, but, though, Tim. 
I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be a really long, drawn-out court case about some, something that's quite ridiculous, and we're going to have to sit through this for the next couple of weeks, and it's going to really affect Harold and Madge, maybe their relationship. Maybe they have to sell the house. Maybe they have to get rid of Weird Kid Paul. Maybe Weird Kid Paul has to sell his guitar to fund some of this court case. All Everything could go on. No, literally the same This is Neighbours, Tim. <laughs> this is neighbors and we're going to solve this problem in the next 20 minutes for you <laughs> so literally you get this letter it's barely even sunk in harold's like right i'm off to carl's now to do my receptionist job see you later we'll talk about this later and then the mum comes in with this little twat kid again who's got like earache or something or an ear infection and harold bumps this woman up the queue of the waiting list gets her straight in with carl so she just tries, decides to drop the lawsuit just there and then. It's like, actually, do you know what? Harold, Sorted. thanks for getting me in with, with Dr. Carl Kennedy there. Uh, he's giving him some medicine. Uh, I all, was a bit all of a All is bitch. forgiven. And then, oh, she, she proper cries, though. She proper has a bit of a meltdown as well. Yeah, Probably because she hasn't she had says, seven cups of coffee. That's when she says she's a single mom and, yeah, she was having a bad day. And to, and to be honest with you, she stayed in the coffee shop because she just didn't want to go home. See, I didn't realise the single one. What I, the vibes I would get were get were battered wife. That's what I, the vibes I were getting off it. Like she didn't want to go home because. No, that was the legit. That was the vibes I was getting off it. Like she didn't. I imagine you you get those kind of vibes a lot though. <laughs> you know what though? All, all of that's fine, but like there there are crazy people, and that's bad. But then there are crazy people who have some kind of a, of power that they can wield over people where they just can summon 20 other people to come and get their back. People like that are like Hitler. I, I, e even if she you eventually drops the lawsuit. You were around in Germany at that time, weren't you, Tim? So Apparently one of my alter egos how, was. Do you think that's how it started with Hitler then? Someone just said, no, you've had enough coffee. And he went, right, fuck yeah. you all. Yeah, and I bet the per that person was Jewish. History. Isn't that, there isn't you that go. Plot wow. point in Jojo Rabbit. I'm pretty sure that's a plot point in Jojo Rabbit. Is this a fucking manga? Not seen it. No, no, Jojo. It's a film. It's uh, what's the the New Zealand guy Taiki Watiti or something he's called. So he. No idea. It's a film about a guy, a, a guy called a boy called Jojo Rabbit who's living in uh, in Germany at the time. But I'm pretty sure. Like they say, they give Hitler's backstory. It's, it's a comedy film, uh, of course. Uh, and the, yeah, he gets stiffed in a coffee shop by a Jewish guy, and that's why he hates Jews. I'm I'm pretty sure that was a plot point in that as well. Might have to check that. That'd be pretty interesting. Might there be, you go. That would be. Yeah, she, she's a psycho. But that, that's all my point was. Just you don't you don't just be like, oh, thanks for dropping the lawsuit. We're all cool now. No, thanks for drop, dropping the lawsuit. You're a fucking psycho. Go die. Like, don't 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 be like that. You're you're a danger to society. Nah. Harold doesn't say die. He says, "Thanks for dropping the lawsuit. Do you fancy coming in for one last bottomless coffee?" That's <laughs> <laughs> and that's just because what what a guy Harold is. What a guy. What a guy indeed. Yeah, because he was fucking uh, with her as much as anything. I like it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been over. He's like you say, you know, he's been super nice there. He's killing him with kindness. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're a poor single mom. Do you want a free coffee? 
so speaking about guys who are not nice, well, no, actually, no, that's a bit harsh. Uh, maybe not as kind-hearted as Harold. We'll talk about Lou. Because uh, Lou has got a new scam. Uh, and what a doozy this one is. What a doozy this scam is. <laughs> so... Uh, it's literally every other week, isn't it? Like, he do, every other week, what can we make Lou do this week? Last time, he, like, he, he did something we told his car to save a few dollars on that. He did the thing with with Drew. And with Drew the, and the weed. Is he doing weed? This week, he's got a new scam, which, which to be fair, it feels like it's Toady who does orchestrate it and Lou goes along with it. And it's to do with getting comp- new computers for the high school. That's the new yeah, one. Because their computers are fucks. So Toadie goes to Lou and is like, if, if you buy the computers for them, you can be a sponsor and it'll be a great tax write-off for you. Because I think Toadie's studying to be a lawyer. I think he's that's right. He's doing business at the moment. I'm doing business, yeah. So he's like, it'll be a big tax, off, tax write-off yeah. for you. So it'll actually told, get you money back. Toadie's got a Tony's got a mate who can lay his hands on these cheap computers. It's very Del Boy esque. Oh yeah, uh, very much so. And he gets in these already though. Like so, the the school council or the governors or whoever it is, they're all having a chat. And already it's like Lou owns a pub. Why would you want someone who owns a pub to be a sponsor for a school? Already it makes no sense that they're even considering it. But like. Yeah. Forget Lou's a bit of a dodgy guy. He's the guy who owns the pub. Why would you want Lou's pub to be the sponsor of your school? Mental. Makes no sense. Yeah. And Susan's not convinced and pulls... So they have a meeting, Lou, Toadie, uh, Phil and uh, Ruth. Sorry, I forgot her name for a second. And uh, Susan and Carl. And uh, then they have a secret meeting without Lou and Toadie. And they're like, yeah, Lou's definitely up to something here. We shouldn't trust him, but then like, fuck it, we need the computers anyway. So let's just let's just roll the dice. Uh, these computers are dog shit, by the way. Absolute dog shit. They're the worst looking. Like they, they it went is the out. The nineties, remember? Yeah, no, it's a lot. Ninety eight computers weren't that shit in ninety eight. They might have been that shit in eighty eight, but they're absolutely dog shit computers. And yeah, they spent yeah. they've they've just got they're just lying around Lou's house. Let's not forget Lou looks after a young child. And they've got literally 20-odd computers. And they've got one keyboard and one mouse, and they're trying to program these computers with this massive book, this massive <laughs> computer programming book. And, but they eventually get them working. They get them in school. There's a couple of hiccups, but you know, eventually they get them working. And this is the best part. There's a screensaver which advertises Lou's Pub on the computer screen. <laughs> It's it's Lou's face bouncing around the screen with some <laughs> and he says, "Go to Lou's place." Oh. Well, that happens not just in so like bad. it happens in the computer class when all the kids are on the computers. It's not like it's just there. They're like they're all just sat doing the work, and then yeah, it they're all, all trying to type up, up an essay. It's like yeah, it's mental, absolutely mental. Yeah, so he's advertising to underage kids, which is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then, so Susan has a go with him about it, and he goes, "All right, well, I'll, I'll advertise the garage." And they're like, "None of them are old enough to drive. <laughs> <laughs> None of your businesses are suitable for children." 
I don't think it's the end of these computers yet either. I think there's going to be something else because they've had problems with them, haven't they? Like they were trying to fix it and like they keep saying, oh, it shouldn't do that. Why has it done that? I think something is still going to go wrong with them all, but I don't know what. Yeah, I think starting a fire, it's going to start a fire. Someone's going to, someone's going to, someone like from Weird Kid Paul's going to get, be staying late one night to do a, to do a, an assignment, and then he's going to get, they're going to set on fire, and he's going to get caught in there. That's my prediction. Good prediction. Or it could be like our school, where the deputy head was downloading illegal pictures on there. You never know, because <laughs> that actually happened to us. Did it happen to you, or did it happen at your school? Because th- there is a difference in that scenario. It didn't happen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make that clear that those pictures were not of me. <laughs> <laughs> Our computer teachers in school, though, were both psychopaths. One of, them was psychopaths. Like, one of them was like, it used to be a, an assassin for the Iranian military. <laughs> he was an absolute psycho. He used yeah, to he shout... Was sif- he was suffering post-war syndrome so yeah, badly. there was definitely something wrong with him. He used to shout um, cat and mouse all the time. Oh, cat and mouse, cat and mouse, you want to play cat and mouse with me? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Like, if someone was like doing something they shouldn't on the on the screen, and then like you change it when they came round to see if you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> oh, cat and mouse! This is a game of cat and mouse for you. Don't know what you're talking about. He was psycho. And then the other one, I think he he was like a, a, a like a what after a black belt in like martial arts, something like that. He was he was this Chinese guy. He was he was this Chinese guy who was tenth degree black belt or something. He was they were both equally scary. Yeah, and if you didn't lock that computer off, he was absolutely about. Oh, to if you just turned it off, if you if didn't you just turn it off rather than going through the proper procedures. <laughs> yeah, roundhouse kick through the through the screen. Very if, sad. You didn't, if you didn't regularly back up your files either, Jesus Christ. Literally every five minutes, back up your files, back up your files. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sounds like you went to school in a prison. <laughs> it was an Maybe. interesting place with lots of interesting characters. Over the, the next few episodes, we'll try and to introduce you to a few more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe they will introduce a psycho IT teacher into the storyline. Maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe, maybe that could... I'm going to use this as a smooth little segue into the next storyline now. Maybe that's what Nick could do. Because Nick... I don't want to talk about this prick. (laughs) He's finally, having showed up about a month ago now, maybe two months ago, I'm not sure, has decided, finally now decided to start looking for a job. Uh, But guess what? School's already started. There's no school jobs left. So he's like, fuck, I'm going to have to just get any old job. Uh, So one of them is delivering pizzas. Uh, and he's 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 the one who delivers the wrong pizza to Libby, uh, and then he he's also gets a job as one of those walking, uh, like signboard people for Lou's pub as well, because oh, Lou's got a lunchtime that. offer on. Oh, uh, I feel sorry. I kind of feel sorry for Nick now. I, There's no I point. Know, in I know being you there. don't. There's no fighting in being there at all. And he's just the butt of every, literally everybody job shames him. 
there's there's a good ten minutes devoted to characters walking past going, "What are you doing this for? This is a shit job. Why are you doing this shit job? You must be a loser." <laughs> they absolutely job shamed. They job shamed the fuck out of him. And that does he get another job? Is there something with school? Because he's in school at one point. Oh, is he having an interview for something? I think he's having there's an interview so, for something. There's something why he's in the school, but I don't know why he's in the school. Maybe maybe it's something to do with those computers. You might get a little you might get a little side IT job in school, maybe. Maybe that'll be that. But there's there's nothing for him to do at all. He's just there. Cause the like that's all there is to say. Like you said, oh, you want to talk about Nick Nick for a bit. That's it. Yeah, that's all You've he does it. over four episodes. He decides to get the a only, job and get some shit jobs. The extra thing that he's involved in, but again, only minorly, is the fact that at that house, number 30 or whatever it is, with Sarah and Toadie, they're having a house inspection, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Like That's the yeah. only other thing. And even for that, he's just there. It's not even his storyline. He's just there. Hey, car, why is he? Oh, oh. Yeah, one more time for him. I think we should probably move on to the Sarah storyline next. Right, carry on. Where were you? Carry on. So, yes, we're going to talk about Sarah and her uh, her stressful day. I would I would say because uh, she gets she gets told that there's a, a flat inspection or a house inspection. Sorry, it's not a flat. A house inspection that day. Apparently, Caitlin took the message last week, but uh, forgot to tell Sarah about it. So they're coming down, and Sarah's like, oh, shit, we need to clean this place right up. Uh, Tim's obviously just got an inspection as well, but he's just left. There we go. Just turn the light on. I can see. <laughs> it's still light outside. It's not gone dark. Bang on six o'clock, Tim. Um, it's happening <laughs> just in Australia. What a dickhead. <laughs> um so yeah she's she's stressing and fretting around because she's got a hat the pet that she's not allowed is it bob the dog he's a little white fluffy dog it's bob uh there's about 15 there's about 15 people that live in there that shouldn't be living there uh nobody who's lives there is actually registered to live there apart from sarah i don't think uh, because they all just house swap all the time And there's loads of things that need fixing. So she has a very, very stressful day trying to get all these things. And she's got an exam. She's got her nursing exam. The one that's been built. This nursing exam's been building for a while, to be fair. Since we started uh-huh. watching this shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's 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 scrambling. She's trying to get help from Tony, which is... He's, he's tied up with computers. He's like, oh, I can't help you. Caitlin... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Caitlin in a bit, but she's predisposed. She's not available to help. Nick's too busy being a walk-in menu board for Lou. Uh, well, she tries to get Drew involved because Drew's does something. And she grabs Drew and says, can you come and help? And then for some reason, when she oh, asks... Drew's to dropping come, off Toadie's car, that's why. That's what it is. He drops off his car. Um, so she grabs him to come and help. And then Drew, when he agrees, obviously, because he's a nice guy, Drew... Drew then suddenly turns into the clumsiest bastard alive and just starts <laughs> smashing shit in their house. 
Like he got, she says, "Oh, can you just go and clean the bathroom or the toilet or something?" So he goes, "All right then." Goes in and you just you just hear a load of smashes, and he comes in and goes, "Oh yeah, I've smashed, I've smashed up the toilet. Don't know what happened." Oh, and the window <laughs> fell out. He's really, it's like, what's he been doing? So that yeah, on top of all this, trying to clean, they now have to ring someone out to fix the bathroom at very short notice. Yeah, they need the door fixing uh, as well, don't they? Yeah, Bob the dog's running amok, so they have to try and farm him out next door, but they can't take him because um, he's fighting with their dog or something. Yeah, they try and take him to Phil and Hannah. Yeah, he's very stressful. <laughs> it is very stressful. It, it, it kind of reminded me of like uh, one of those kind of 80s, 90s films, like, I don't know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of thing, where just shit just keeps them going on and wrong. It felt like a Faulty Towers episode where it was like <laughs> one thing kept going wrong and they were trying to keep it. Like at one point, Sarah's leaning against this thing that's fallen off the wall when the inspector comes in. And then the dog runs in. She bends down to pick up the the, the dog, which means the thing falls off the wall. And she goes, what are you going to do? It's do just like... And the dog was like muddy as well or something. Yeah, so like got muddy paws everywhere. It'd been like in the pool or something. Uh Kim shows up to try and go on a date at some point. She's like, fuck off. I'm, I've got an yeah. exam and I'm trying to sort this out. Will you just get the fuck away, please? Uh, but again, this all happens in the space of a morning and an afternoon. This happens in the space of eight hours, maybe. Not even that. No, about four hours. She then gets hold of, because it's the long, it's the leasing agents who've sent the, the inspector down. So she goes above the leasing agents and goes to the actual landlord and gets her in to go, listen, we're not a bad bunch of people. You're about to get a really bad leasing report, but we're not bad at all. Can you please let us stay? And the landlord's like, and she says, oh, she's training to be a nurse. She's like, oh, I used to be a nurse, so you can stay. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. And One it literally all happens in the space of hours. Oh, it's all done. One thing we don't find out, though, I don't think, is the re- part of the reason why the inspector's coming in the first place is because they've had a um, complaint about the noise but I don't think we find out who that no, no, was. I, it was oh, you know. Nick and Toadie. I researched this. It was Nick and Toadie. Do you know Toadie's weird girlfriend? Yeah. They well, apparently, apparently Nick was Nick was on air with Toadie, and then uh, they were talking off air, but their microphone was still on, and he re- revealed his address. So apparently, all the uni students showed up at their house, going, "Oh, I heard there was a party here," so they had to throw a party, an impromptu party. That's where he met his weird girlfriend and he did the pretending to be Nick slash Toadie thing. Oh, that's how that started. Yeah, that's how this that started. is. This is the same as the women at the coffee shop. Like all these people show up. Oh, it's a party. No, that's not yeah. how life works. They're literally just, talk, works. He's just talking go about away. going home. Back to he's like, oh, I'm just going to go back to uh, to Ramsey Street after this, or whatever. And everybody who listens into this conversation on the air he goes, oh, well, that must mean he's having a party because he's Toadie. You know, and he lives. Make sure, mom. make sure you never say your address on this podcast, then, because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I don't understand how that would ever come up in conversation. Sometimes I use the word home. I don't put the <laughs> word any words of my address into just general conversation. It's not a normal you thing have to have do. a name, Tim. It, it has a name and a number. It has a name. Oh. That's oh, commonly known as an address. I think you'll find. <laughs> no, because some houses are like number five, the something. You know, they call yeah, it, like it the beaches. It's, it's like Aww. it's like forty-seven Casa de Tim Palace. 
Yeah, some people give their houses names. Only pricks do that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> given it that name myself. <laughs> My car is called Patrice, though, because it's French. <laughs> <laughs> So with all the chaos going on in Sarah's house, she's late for a nursing exam. So she rings a taxi. Obviously, the taxi's late because all taxis are always late, especially in them days when you had to, you couldn't track them on your phone. You had to ring them up and they're like, yeah, yeah, it'll be 20 minutes. And they put the phone down going, yeah, that's never fucking going to happen. And then uh, so half course. an hour later, she's like, where's my taxi? And he's like, yeah, oh, it's just around the corner, love. She's like, well, it's fucking not. So she has to go get the bus. Misses the bus. Of course. Oh, and, you know, again, classic. You know, just get, oh, yeah, it's there, you run, and then he just pulls away. And then she does that thing where she pretends she wasn't really running for it anyway, and she didn't particularly want it. Um, so, yeah, so she just goes home and sulks uh, because she missed her exam. Uh, and then Kim comes around again to see how it went, and she's like, yeah, it didn't happen at all. Uh, so... I think they go see Carl at the surgery. And then Carl's like, I'll make some phone calls for you. Makes a couple of phone calls. And he says, Sarah, get back to the exam room. They're waiting for you. Because he's got hero. fucking nothing else to do but sit there and eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> he sorted so, it out. And that was, they had another yeah. moment, didn't they? Because he's, he he's saved her again. He saved her again. And Kim noticed it. He did. Kim gave a little look, side look to Carl because Sarah, because Sarah was hugging him a little bit too long and looking at him a little bit too long in there. And Kim was just like, "I know what's up here. I know what's up." There was something, yeah. So, yeah there there might like a lengthy hug might be a thing to to be concerned about, but again, it's another thing they're doing all right with this storyline. Nothing dodgy's gone on there. No. I. She, he him, employs her. A nice person there. Yeah, and it's it's also like if it's at, it makes sense that it might be in his power to do it because he's a doctor and he's kind of he's based in the area. To fly somewhere, sorry, uh, <laughs> getting distracted by my own insanity. Um, he's not done anything wrong there. But bit of a long hug. Maybe she's just really overcome with emotion and gratitude. Well, she thought she, she, had a very she was proper day. gutted when she missed the exam and he yeah. sorted her out. And it's like, the yeah. it's a career at the end of the day. It's not just a little little thing. She's been working on this for however long. He saved the day and got her back in. Um, so, yeah. Jonathan's given people full-on rim jobs for less. <laughs> wow. wow. But, the th but the thing that's, that's wow. said as well is, um, like... He, he he makes he, he tells a lie, Carl, on the phone, doesn't he? He says like, um, "Oh, there's been a medical emergency, so I needed you at the surgery. That's why she missed the exam. That's what he tells the the people at the exam." And she says, "Oh, I can't believe you lied. Cheers for that." And he says, "Yeah, I can I can be a little bit um, duplicitous or something like that." And she says something like, "Unfortunately, not enough." Yeah, something if only, like if that. If only you were, or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh fuck, I know what that." No, means. he was he was like. <laughs> he did that face. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah, that's the, the Sarah. Like I said, they are, like you said to me, they are doing well with the storyline. This is the best storytelling we've seen in Neighbours. Potentially ever, I reckon. It's like Shakespeare, Can't... some might say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but feel they're going to ruin it. Just... 
Because really, if, if if I was if it was up to me, I'd find a way of actually just like genuinely having nothing happen and they'd go their separate ways. I think I've said this before, but I think I, I do seem to remember something does happen. That's not really a spoiler. Oh, I don't know off. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it all picks I, off, but I've no idea how or when, and that's what's why it's quite good. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. keeping me going because yeah, th- this has been the constant. Like we joined just as this was kicking off. Yeah. So this has been the one constant. We've had God knows how many other shit storylines in Hundreds. Absolutely hundreds. Absolutely hundreds. Some of them we've just talked about. Uh, but yeah, this one. Um, it, it's been some great storytelling. Uh, almost long as long as Lord of the Rings, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so that leaves us with the last storyline that I want to talk about, which is the Caitlin storyline. Uh, which is potentially my favourite storyline of the whole thing as well, and only for one scene and one scene only. Uh, Adam, you should Adam's know. looking confused Adam's looking already. confused, which worries me, because I think this like, is fucking brilliant, this scene. Like, don't get me wrong, it's fine. I mean, I'll big it up just in case anybody else is listening and we get any special guests. I'll say it's the greatest storyline of all time. Of course <laughs> I will. But it's it's fine. I mean, it was quite it was quite a good cliffhanger with it. That I thought on one of the earlier episodes we watched this time. Yeah. So so Caitlin well, is uh pushing herself very, very hard because she wants to prove herself. She's obsessed. She's obsessed. She's swimming night and day, constantly going for runs because she's trying to do a bit of the Joel triathlon kind of thing as well. So she's pushing herself really, really hard. And she goes for a swim just before school, even though she was swimming all night in the backyard, and she gets out of the pool and faints. And smacks her head right on the side of the pool. It's such a bump. It's right. It's, it makes a brilliant noise. It's like it's fucking brilliant. It's so good. She smacks it right on the side of the pool, and you think that's it, don't you? Right? Because that was the cliffhanger I was meaning. That's like the end yeah. of an episode. Bang! She's down. And it's quite clearly a dummy as well. It's so Whoa. obviously a dummy. What are you on about? <laughs> no, no way. It is very clearly a dummy. It's a different, a completely different skin tone and everything with just the wig on. And it just hits the side <laughs> of the pool, the pool. Makes the most unnatural sound. It's a great sound. <laughs> it's the sound of head on concrete. It's, it's almost a comedy sound effect. And then they cut away slightly and then like Caitlin just rolls over and has a little trickle of blood coming down. That's what was worse, I think. It was only a little trickle. <sighs> yeah. Bad. Uh, so, yeah, what a scene. I'm going to try and see if I can actually find the clip of that uh, and post that because it is a fabulous scene. One of the things I liked, I don't know if it was, I think it was, well, it was definitely before this because she'd been swimming again either, uh, I don't know, it might have been day or night, as we said, she's swimming a lot. And Phil Martin knocks on the door um, and she's literally just, she's out of the pool. She's got, oh, her hair's all wet. She's still in a, a, a swimming costume. She's got a towel um, and she answers the door to Phil, who knocks on the door. And Phil answers, Phil, and she she opens it, and Phil goes, "Hi, Caitlin. What are you up to?" And she's she she's literally in full swimming gear, <laughs> wet hair, everything. She's like drying herself. And he says, to, and he knows she's a swimmer, and she does a lot of swimming. And he says, "Hi, Caitlin. He lives next door to her. He lives next door. What have you been up to?" <laughs> it just made me laugh when he said it. I thought that's ridiculous. 
<laughs> oh, I missed that. That's a good catch. That maybe he hadn't have his had his five coffees in the morning, so he was a little bit slow. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah, because that bottomless coffee offer is now gone, unfortunately. Well, uh, Caitlin so, yeah, recovers, doesn't she? She's she all does. Right. She has to go to the hospital. Nick shows up for a little bit. He's like, oh. But this is all going on while Sarah wants. Sarah needs the house cleaning. Sarah just fucks off Caitlin pretty much. She's like, oh, Caitlin's knocked out. Or oh, just fucking. It's a really weird thing, right? This this is a weird thing I noticed. And I don't think this. I don't understand why this happened. So Sarah's like, oh, fuck, we need to get Caitlin. I need to clean. I can't go to hospital with her. Nick, you're going to have to go since you're her brother. And Nick's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll get in the ambulance with her. He gets in the front seat of the ambulance. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. You don't get in with the ambulance driver. No, he got in the front. He did. The person who's in the ambulance. It was so weird. That's the fun place to be. That though, that's I'd do that. (laughs) Yeah, put the siren on. Put the siren on. (laughs) (laughs) Can I press it? Yeah. (laughs) Such a bizarre thing to do. How this guy is a teacher, I'll never know. But yeah, you, you, I, I definitely don't think you're allowed to get in the front of ambulances and just leave Caitlin at the back on her own. He's possibly concussed, possibly dead, brain damaged. Possibly dead at this she stage. Might not be able, she, she might not be able to walk either. Oh, that does happen. <laughs> yeah, brain damage and can't walk is pretty common. It's <laughs> a combo nobody needs. <laughs> I think she's faking it. She's got, she's got a reputation for faking shit. She had that weird illness. I reckon Lily's the same. It, 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 or it's not fake. It's but it's just this weird thing that makes people look like they're about to die, and then just goes away immediately, and no one talks about it. Weird. She's convalescing for the rest of the episodes we watched. She's she's there some of the time, but then sometimes she's just in a bedroom ringing a bell, and people yeah. have to go and go and see her. When people really come, she's like. I really hope they got her on set that day as well. Just like, right, you're not going to be on camera, but you are going to ring that bell over there. <laughs> if, only, if only we could find that out. That would be <laughs> a good only, question, that's a question to ask. Could ask her. That would be a good question to ask. Right, I, liked, I also liked how they filmed her fighting scene. So rather than like putting any sort of special effects into it or doing any sort of woozy things with the camera, the camera <laughs> was straight and then just tilted to the side. To, oh to, to indicate that she was feeling woozy. She, she didn't move. The camera just tilted to the side. And then the next scene was the dummy hitting the floor. And then it was a very quick cut to, to Caitlin. It definitely just wasn't a dummy. Up. It was Real definitely stunts. a dummy. I'm gonna, find that, I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna find that clip. There's no way she did that stun. Find out. No way. And well, that, that's the end of the podcast then. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm done, done, done a cracking job there. It's heartbreaking a little bit. And we were having so much fun. But unfortunately, there is no other real storyline to talk about. Um, I think, I, I think I though, there we've is, done a there cracking are some... job. Don't you the... think? Oh, thank you. That's very I nice. Think, I, think we've, I think we've all done an amazing job. And I, I think it's only fair, if you're listening to this, go and sign up to Patreon. You only have to, it's only a few quid. And I'll get a Range Rover. Ah, go for it. Well, Tim, I think you've been a very good friend there. And we like good friends on this show because they're also good neighbours. Oh, fuck that up, haven't I? Alex. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm I was doing well in my country for a couple of weeks. I was doing all nah, right. Even that... on the wine episode, I got it right. 
I like it better when you fuck it up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I am really disappointed when you get it right. <laughs> well, yeah, you have been very good friends. Uh, no, neither of you neighbours, though, unfortunately, but never mind. Um, have you got some episodes for us again before you I have, pick us yeah. off? What's the, what's so the we're gonna one? we're gonna skip ahead a few, not too many. We're gonna go to 3087 to 3091. I might uh, watch them now. I do you know what? I think while I'm editing the podcast, because I edit it straight away because I'm just so anxious to get it out, and I know the listeners are so anxious to 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 listen to it. I might watch it. I might treat myself to an episode. I like to spread it out though. I don't like to. I like to watch an episode at night. Like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I like to drag it out. And torture like people with it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be watching those episodes. Any predictions? We've done a couple already. Uh, anything between Carl and Sarah, we think? Nope. Any more developments? No, is that going to just simmer underneath again? Go on for another thousand episodes or so, that. What about Libby? What's, gonna think... Lib- what's Libby going to do? Oh, if we're missing episodes, we might go a bit dark with Libby. We might miss some of the good stuff there. Oh, fuck oh. Yeah, we will, won't we? I we think some, some shit's going to happen to Libby. I, I think I think she's going to find herself in a bit of a, a bit of trouble. Maybe. But who, who's going to come to a rescue? Someone's got to come to a rescue, right? Or maybe she's just going to, like, someone attacks her and she just knows, like, self-defence or something. She seems like the kind of girl who knows self-defence. I think she doesn't. I think she'll get attacked, but I think she'll start doing self-defense afterwards. I reckon that's oh, where we'll okay. find her, trying to like get get into it a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of a rocky, little bit of a rocky montage. Maybe she'll go like doing triathlon with Joel. Because he Maybe, lives there, I doesn't think, he? No, I reckon she's going to go more Batman, and she's going to be like this <laughs> vigilante standing up for people, but in the shadows. Yeah. Oh, it's another origin story, isn't it? No, stop it. <laughs> oh, I did want to mention that Ben, actually. Just there you go. You quickly. thought it was over, everyone. He started doing the catchphrase and everything. He's, he's, he's gone back into it to give himself another opportunity to do the yes. outro. That, that's all this is. He's just no, talking shit now for no reason. Just when, yeah. you th- when you were out, we dragged you back in. <laughs> just a very quick point. Jeff has been on the blower again to Ben, and he's like, listen... I think I've got a job for you in a garage over near where I live in Wangaretta, however it was. Uh, so I was so nearly slurred. Yeah. <laughs> so do you reckon Ben's on his way out then? Yeah, no, he's accepted. He told he told Ruth, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. And they have a little hug. And then Ruth says, oh, it's been a wonderful year. No, thank you. So he was definitely only on a year contract, wasn't he? And they're like, yeah, we're done with you now. Do you reckon he'll take Nick with him? I hope so. I hope so. He's got to take someone with him. There's far too many people on that show right now. There's too many people in that house. Yeah, true as well. Very true. Very true. They're not even on the lease. No idea who's living there. Bob's not on the lease. Right, you've rambled on for long enough now. You've got your second opportunity. Do the (laughs) outro again. Do it right. Spoil our fun. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for that outro, Tim. And Adam as well. We've watched some good neighbours, but more importantly, you two have been good friends. He even sneaked in more importantly. I know. Didn't stumble over it. Oh, nice. I know. That was a good one. Well, yeah. <laughs> Take care of yourselves and each other. I'm just oh, going to label. He's still going. <laughs> I'm just going to label off outros now. That's all, <laughs> folks.
Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the EastEnders one. That's the EastEnders outro. Yeah, just, uh, just cut, it, cut it just before you did that. No, no, wait a minute. What There's... you should have done is a different one of these each week, not blast them all out now. Yeah, I'll do one last one. That's lost. That was how every lost episode happened. Just to... Yeah. But instead of that, it just says me. Ha, 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 ha.